Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 45 of the All In Football Fantasy Premier League show. I'm your host, the self-proclaimed FPL guru, Alex Rex, and joining me today are my current usual suspects, as Tom Hughes is still poorly uh, and uh, or, or busy, uh, trying to recover before he goes to Las Vegas, Barry Stokes and uh, Scott Williams. Shout out to Tom, if you are listening to this, which you probably still won't, hope you're feeling better. Scotty, how are you doing today? Good, mate. Good, yeah. Feeling good. Feeling happy, yeah. Good. Going on, going on, a, going on a little holiday tomorrow, so that'll be nice. Mm, yeah, not jealous at all. Um, <laughs> not jealous one little bit. Barry, how are you doing? Oh, good. That's all, that's all, all I can say, really. I haven't got sickness and diarrhea like my wife, so that's all good. <laughs> Shout out. I thought you were taking a page out of the Elise uh, post-match interviews there. I don't know if anyone saw that. No, oh, yeah, it was like, it, 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 yeah, it, was like uh, it was like talking through the goal. Um, Zaha passed me and I shot and it went in. <laughs> Is that what you said? I didn't yeah. see that. <laughs> Do you think you deserve to win? Yeah. <laughs> well, like a, like a, like a Wenger. Yeah. Yes. No, didn't see it. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> thanks everyone for joining me today, and thank you to everyone who's listening. Uh, we're recording a day earlier than we normally do because, you know, Scott's jet setting off to America. So, uh, yeah, just want to uh, give you all a shout out, and please follow us on All In Football Pod, All In Football P on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Like the videos, share the videos, subscribe to the channels of where you get them from, and uh, and yeah, thanks for participating. Manager of the week for the second time this season. Congratulations to Neil Lad. Manager of the week from game week one and manager of the week, game week 15. Game weeks two through 14 haven't gone great for you, Neil, though, to be fair. But in between, but those two results are fantastic. And you've definitely got more managers of the week than I have. But 77 points, great week. Uh, Pope in goal, Trippier, Castagna, um, uh, Trent and Young, Erdegaard, Saka, Almiron, Salah, captain. Harland and Jesus. So uh, I don't think you've touched your team for a little while, Neil, because you've still got De Silva uh, in there as well. So it's a play, players like that, but still 77 points. Well done. And uh, when we're looking at the leagues, it's the shortest uh, manager of the month competition uh, for the season. There we go. I couldn't even find the league then in front of my own eyes. And when we're looking at November, we've got a few people in the running for manager of the month here. Uh, Gavin Webb, one of last season's contenders, had a great week, 71 points. Liam Ormsby, 69 points. Jack Arcroft, 68. Pod Team, 65. Uh, we would have had even more if the website hadn't crashed. Shout out to FPL 15 minutes before the deadline. What a joke. Sort that out. Jesus. Um, Chris Clegg, Sandeep Unjan, and there's even me there in nine. So what you should do, Alex, is listen to the podcast last week and listen to your own advice about late transfers on a website. I know. <laughs> it, the thing is, right, is yeah, life and busyness got in the way for me this week. And I thought, well, do you know what? I'll log on because about 10 past, quarter past, make sure I get them done. And uh, yeah, the site had already crashed by that point. It's, yeah, anyway, the way it's, I got my transfers done, but I couldn't get the pod teams. They just kept uh, kept refusing and refusing, but that did us for uh, did us for a few points. But still, at the same time, we did have Salah, so uh, we were uh, quite fortunate this week. A couple, couple of things to to clear up um, off the back of last week. So we, we talked about suspensions. Um, the only person who got suspended was the walking yellow card that is Dallow. 
uh, he's going to miss this game week. But that does make him a fantastic option for uh, game week 17 onwards, though, because United have got a great run of fixtures. Looked at that for the first time this season. I had a really quick look at the fixtures after the World Cup and uh, United will definitely be having one, at least one of those assets in our team, I'd have thought. Uh, but yeah, Dallow's going to be missing game week 16. But Mitrovic didn't play. Quite strong rumours around that he probably could have made it, but he didn't. But they didn't play him because they think there's a better chance that they're going to beat Man United. That's actually quite a quite a strong rumour that they rested him because he's been playing injured for a while and they didn't want him to miss the United game, but they didn't want to play City. Jesus, Kane, all got away with it. Jao Cancelo got sent off um, to... <laughs> So I think the uh, the disappointment of two and a half thousand managers in the top 10K who captained him this week, which is really funny. But uh, he got sent off, but he's not going to miss game week 16 because of the in fact it was a straight red card and it's only a one game ban. He serves it in the Carabao Cup midweek. So um, don't worry too much about Cancelo. And, and a lot of people, um, 206,000 managers have already transferred out Cancelo <laughs> um, because they obviously don't know that piece of information. And if you're going to transfer out Cancelo when they're going to play Brentford at home next, who have one of the worst away records in the league against City, who have like the best home record, um, you're making a mistake. So don't do it. Um, but uh, all those 206,000 people who are obviously all listening to the podcast, sorry for insulting you. And uh, yeah, not great. Uh, injuries, players like DCL and Mitrovic, you know, they're all, all got flags on them. Um, and there's a few other people in there, I think Coutinho as well. Um, but, you know, we don't need to talk about Villa. This week, it's really straightforward, lads, isn't it? It's one week. One week, and then we get unlimited transfers where apparently the fixture, the prices are still fixed. So this this podcast is all about the one week punts. Who are we going to go for this week? Whoever you bring in this week, it doesn't matter because you can get rid of them next week. You can get rid of all of those other useless pieces of crap that have been in your squad for 16 game weeks. I'm talking to myself, and then you can freshen up your squad and have the same team as everyone else and still not catch up. Lads, City Brentford, pretty obvious. Haaland's back. He's going to be the captain, isn't he, Scotty? Well, yeah, you you want to get yourself checked out at a hospital if you don't make him <laughs> captain. He's uh, you know, he's going to be probably starting this game. He's you know, he's not even any possible. He's obviously not going to the World Cup, so there's not even any doubt about Pep for some reason resting him on the back of that. I know it's the other kickoff. And if that fixture is reversed, I feel like there'll be a few doubts, but City at home, point to prove after just scraping through Fulham last week. Absolutely. I don't think you'll go far wrong with Captain KDB, potentially, though. I don't think it's massive. I don't think Haaland's in ridiculous form, obviously, is he? But I think, yeah, we're going to see a lot of Haaland caps. I think Man City is going to take a big chunk of the captaincies. Um, but, but there's obviously a team coming with a man in back in form, which might take the mantle a little piece. They, they're playing Chelsea midweek in the cup, so on Wednesday. So just uh, a lot of people have been talking about like, like Foden's and Mahrez's and all the sort of stuff as one week punts. I think simply just check out the team and probably whoever plays midweek um, probably won't play at the weekend generally because um, they're going to rotate the squad heavily um, as much. I wouldn't be surprised to see Haaland still get a few minutes against Chelsea. Um, if, just because I feel like he, if, if he has been injured and they want to, you know, it depends on what what happens with his injury, doesn't he? But I'd be absolutely shocked if KDB's in there. So yeah, don't don't mind that as a captaincy captaincy pick. Um, 
that's that's going to take up all your city places. You, you don't want any Brentford assets, um, especially not Ivan Tony, um, who's uh, yeah still getting investigated for his betting scandal or whatever it is, isn't he? So that's uh, that's that's risky business. So you want to stay away from that. Honestly, I think if he gets suspended, they get relegated. I can't can't see anything positive coming from that 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 Brentford Brentford side. Uh, other than that, they don't get enough goals, uh, and they have one of the worst away records in the league. Bournemouth, Everton, lads. Bournemouth, the first team ever in Premier League history to blow two two goal leads in a row. Four <laughs> <laughs> goals, don't they? So, if I had a one one week pun, Marcus Tavernier or Dominic Solanke, they're probably the only two. I'd like to say Kiefer Moore, but it depends if they play top top. He's in and out of the team. But that's who I would go for if I had punts them two. Well, it's um, ta- Tavernier's 4.9, I think, is he? In terms of value. 4.9, uh, 0.2% owned. Re- really good, really good differential. It's there, there, it's a weird, it's a weird fixture, this one. There's quite a few of these sorts of fixtures during this week where like Bournemouth have not a great home record. When I was uh, looking at the statistics, they're one of the teams that's got eight points, two wins. They've only scored six goals actually at home this season. But they are playing Everton, who have uh, one of the worst... Uh, 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 oh, no, they don't have one of the worst away records. They were... That's just checking my notes. They've got six points. So they have only won once away from home. That was it. They've only scored five goals. So it feels like it should be low scoring. But the way that Bournemouth's last two games have gone, I'm not too sure that they will be. Um, one of the uh, one of the the, uh, the the great games of the season that for all the Leeds fans listening, Somerville's and Nonto's, very 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 good. Jesse Marsh marching on together, marching all over the world. Jesse Marsh for 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 the for president. Uh, Scotty, anyone in this anyone in this game? Your little man Iwobi or Gordon? Anyone you think Gordon got dropped didn't he, last week? <laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't have thought any of them. Uh, <laughs> I, I would say just because midfields are so stat these days, and I'm I'm looking at people are probably going to get have Iron Toners and potentially Mitrovic who are playing Man United. For me, I think if you're going for a punt, that striker option is there. So potentially Dominic Solanke. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But, you know, he's screwed me over in the past in a different situation. So he's also dead to me. I, I, but I think you're, you're right there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, good, old, good, old, good old, bloody Dominic. Uh, but yeah, yeah, back, yeah, oh yeah, he did well this week, didn't he? DCL. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> going to be missing next week, probably injury as well now, isn't he? But yeah, yeah they. Um, uh, Philip Billings, the only other player, I think. I think he's looked really good this season if, if for a midfield option. Um, somebody else you could go for there. But yeah, in terms of strikers, replacing Mitrovic or, or a Tony Solanke is the best option from uh, from that game. Let's talk about the one of the other three o'clock kickoffs. So uh, Liverpool were back with a helping head from Eric Dyer, but um, yeah, they, they beat beat Spurs, which is a really good result. I think one of the only times Spurs, Spurs have lost twice at home this season to Liverpool and to, to Newcastle, but they've won all the other games. Um, but yeah, Liverpool managerless Southampton. Matter of time for Arsenal lost his way, didn't he? Obviously, Mo Salah. Discuss. He's back. Eight goals in seven games. Scotty, thoughts? Yeah, he's, he's not just back. He looks back. He looks well. It looks like he's getting there. He's getting. I feel like I have to say coffee and paste his speech every week. But he's getting on. He's getting involved. It feels like more in dangerous positions. He seems to have that confidence. That second finish was so cool, calm, and collected. Like it. It looks on. He made it look really easy. 
actually had so much to do in, in that position. I, I think he was absolutely fantastic, I must say, last week. And uh, he's certainly getting back to his best. Obviously, uh, Egypt are going to the World Cup, I believe, aren't they? Oh, dear. I don't think, no, I don't, I don't think so. No. They're not? Didn't they lose to Senegal in the player? Him or Mane. Yeah. Mane going. Yeah. Yeah. They, lo- they yeah. lost in the playoff to Mane, didn't he? All right. Well, yeah, he's obviously just going to be he's going to be wanting to prove a point at the weekend then. So that's time we're going to see him in action for about a month or so. So, yeah, he's an absolute option for me. You, you, you take a coin out of your pocket and would you rather have Salah against Southampton or KDB in the early kickoff against Brentford? It's a tough one for me. I want you'd like them both, but well, yeah. well, one of the questions that came in this week was, uh, would you bring in Salah for KDB this week? And I wouldn't be taking KDB out of my team personally this week. Um, but I think the long story short is, do we think in a a one week off, like Harland's your captain, KDB versus Salah, KDB at home against Brentford. Salah at home against, and I'm talking. Let's let let's say, would you make that transfer if you've got the luxury of having that transfer as your main? And if you want, if as your only thing you need to do, then you can do. I I, I think it's incredibly close. But what would you what would you do? Well, who would you pick? Blank canvas, free hit team. You can have Salah or De Bruyne this week. Salah at home, Southampton. De Bruyne at home to Brentford. Who would you pick, Barry? Because Scott's definitely in deep Salah. thought there. Salah, I know Salah. Yeah, um, like what what Scott said, he's he's looking loads better, and plus he's playing down the centre as well. He's like in between centre and on the wing. Nunes is more on on the wing. Obviously, Firmino drops deep, and then Salah goes into the vacant hole. That's there. So for me, Salah's obviously more attacking, and, and obviously the stats in front. Uh, obviously, uh, Alex has got on. It proves that he's getting more in the box again, bigger chances, his xG. It's all going positive. Obviously, it wasn't doing great anyway, so anything was a positive, really. But yeah, for me, I'd definitely get salary. Scott? Yeah, I agree. I agree. And it's a couple of tiny factors. Uh, it's three o'clock kickoff against the 12.30 kickoff. I, I, honestly, I think that's a big thing. And also, you know, 1,000% by her injury, he's playing. They're so injury stricken in that forward position anyway. Yeah. Whereas there is still that doubt. We never can trust Pep Guardiola. There's still a chance that mm-hmm. now KDB gets dropped that game or gets rested or whatever for whatever reason. So yeah, I would lean on Salah. It's it's interesting because I, I completely agree with both of you. If I had a blank canvas free hit team, I'd Salah would be in instead of KDB. If you know that's because I would have Kane, Haaland, and Salah as my three men this week and I'd have those guys over KDB but if there's another to answer the question directly there's another transfer in your team which you think is going to get you a return compared to something that isn't going to get you a return or if somebody like is going to blank if you're only going to field 10 players that's an obvious you don't waste it on this but if you've got 11 players playing you have to you have to use that substitution on the weakest link in your team really this week if your other option is De Bruyne against Salah free hit team Salah over De Bruyne for me but I wouldn't waste the transfer on mm. De Bruyne to Salah it's not week. worth it's not it's probably not four points in it is there if you think about no. it and then taking that hit 
if you have the luxury of obviously not taking a hit for it and you're happy with the rest of your team and there's no other transfers you'd want to do, then yeah, do it, I think. But don't waste on that. You can probably do something better with it, I think, in terms of answering the question direct. And the statistics that Nasser brought, it was Salah first game weeks one through seven and Salah game weeks um, eight through 15. He was creating more chances. He was getting more final third passes. He was actually getting a few more touches in the box in the first seven game weeks of the season. But in the second lot of seven or eight game weeks, but it's sort of seven because there's only played seven matches, he's having a lot more shots. He's having more shots on target, more shots in the box, having having more big chances. Uh, and his expected goals it is is a lot better. I mean, his XG was uh, 4.7 in total compared to 2.3. It's 0.67 a game versus 0.38 of what it was before. So he it was coming. The statistics were there that he was going to get back into it. And he's obviously a world world class player. But it it's now it's now based in returns. And when you look at his fixtures from, again, we're not going to spend a lot of time on this, we're going to do this after, but Villa, Leicester, Brentford, and then Brighton, the four fixtures after Unlimited. It's going to be hard to look past him when he's fully rested, not playing in the World Cup, being in everyone's teams, especially if he bangs against Southampton. So, uh, but yeah, Salah, he is uh, he is the man. Uh, other options for Liverpool, yeah, you can have punts on Darwin if you want to, but I'd yeah, again, he's a striker option. Any other people from 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 this game, lads? I mean, I, I assume there's no Southamptons in your in your lists. Um, but no, uh, Firmino for me. Firmino, okay, all right, yeah. Is he, he he's playing sort of a little bit more, a little bit deeper at the moment. He still that think suit, he's still got him. That, that suits him. I think he likes to get on the ball. He was like a deep lying forward, where where you've got Salah that can come in from the flank. And 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 uh, Firmino just drops in and obviously creates stuff from it. He can, he's got another potential big haul for for this game, I reckon. So he, we know he can do it, but will he do it? It's worth a one weeker. If you're um, if you've if you've got some slight gambling issues, I know you say slight. You could always take a punt on a Liverpool defender. Southampton are boring as hell. You can't imagine them potentially scoring past you. Get a Trent in just for a sweat. Uh, uh, again, Trent I think Robinson, yeah. it, it's a great shout because Southampton away from home have only scored four goals this season in seven matches. Um, yeah, crap. They have conceded 12. They, 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 they're going the wrong way. And I think if they didn't sack Hazel Noodle, I think he would be, yeah, we call it the beginning of the season, I think Southampton were in a relegation battle. So something something needs to change there. Um, but yeah, completely agree. Yeah, the thing is on, on Southampton, the thing is on Southampton is I feel sorry for him because he got loads of half decent defenders in, but then forwards they just went, oh, we're not signing any hardly any forwards. Signed obviously two lads from Man City that were young and, and, and inexperienced in the in the in the Premier League. Obviously they got a rebound, but they didn't get an out and out centre forward. You pay Adams, not probably get you eight goals. Um, obviously Armstrong. I'm not going to get you a lot either. So that was the issue. They needed a centre forward. They needed to replace Broya, didn't they? And yeah, well, well, Broya was supposed to come in and replace Ings. We're supposed to replace Ings, wasn't he? Broya. Like, mm. I, I think that's yeah. the thing. Like, they've just never replaced Ings, who was someone who put the ball in the net. He just did a sideways move to Villa. And, he, you know, it's just, it just, it's just very weird. I mean, obviously, you know, it's hopefully a progressive move for him now with under Emery's, et cetera. But he didn't play the D against United. But, Anyway, I think uh, conversation yeah. for another day. I think we don't touch Southampton for this yeah. week, and 
and, and Liverpool, yeah, you could you can go. Um, you know, Firmino from from Bar- Barry's perspective, obviously Salah's the obvious one. Nunes again can be can be somebody. I think those three are obviously going to play by the sounds of it. And then yeah, someone at the back and keep clean sheets. If you need a, need a goalkeeper, Allison's your man. If you like, a lot of people are still struggling with no keepers um, this this week if they've had Kepper and Iverson or whatever before. So yeah, there. Forest Palace, Barry. You watched the Forest game or the highlights of the Forest game, didn't you? The weekend. Yeah, I, I, um, where where I where I live, obviously, is dominated by Forest fans and Manchester Camp and people like that. But Forest fans, they're all getting on their eye horse. No, we should have had at least three penalties and all this. But now I think I don't think any of them really was a penalty. To be honest, um, obviously, Dennis could have been sent off for potential stamp. Um, because obviously he's just fallen over and he's reached out and he's stamped on obviously his foot. Uh, Morgan gives white. Um, Ben uh, was it Ben Mead has moved his leg away. Um, so there was all limited contact. Um, the penalty that was given is because Henderson's hand was going towards the play. I think that's the only reason why that was given by VAR. Um, and then the other one with a little touch and the back, every defender does that, puts their hand out to touch him. You've seen it in Spurs game with, with Trent Alexander-Arnold on Sessignon. Arms out, just a slight little touch. Yes, it does look like a shove in, in real-time motion, but every defender, obviously I've, I've played in every position possible, but majority in defence, you always stick your hand out to obviously know that you, you're there. And obviously that's what he's done, and he's felt the contact and 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 gone down. And for me, I think none of them should have been a penalty, but I see why the um, penalty was given for uh, Brentford. But yeah, that's that's my take on the on the VAR situation. From because it all happened at City Ground, to be honest. There was <laughs> one really a lot anywhere else. So. The um, but for, Forest are an interesting team, aren't they? I think you never know who's going to play for them. Uh, Neko was back again, the boy, um, and uh, yeah. Gibbs, Gibbs White kind of played in like a false nine ten position, didn't they? According to the, to, according he looked, to the he looked really good as well. Okay, he looked like because obviously I've, I've seen him when he were at Swansea, and he looked really, really good. He looked like he was on it, and he was in obviously like a false nine position, and I think giving him the free roll, and I think that's what Gibbs White needs is one of them. A bit like obviously Lingard at West Ham, but it's a bit of a luxury player, and I don't think Forest can have that luxury. They need industrial players up and down, like your yeah, Yankses and people like that. But, point. Yeah, he did. If, if you got a punt, Morgan gives White looks a decent punt on that one for me. Um, I, I agree, not, he, not 0.3% Alisa. owned, didn't he? Sorry, go on. I cut you off about your palace then, Buzz, because the, 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 your, your signal oh, went. Right, sorry, yeah. sorry, oh. I heard you say Morgan Gibbs White was a good shout, and I was like, yeah, he's he's five point five million and not point three percent owned. Palace, palace shouts from you. Uh, at least saying as a obviously, I think majority of people's are half. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. You never know who's going to play the that one you didn't come in for for Forest now, did he? And then Brennan Johnson started again after he'd been out, and then but he then played ninety. D- Dennis was on, um, and it, it, it's all the ultimate it, trap. He really is a trap. Um, gonna assist think, though. Gonna assist. He did. Oh, he did. He did. I do think <laughs> when you come down to the punts, though, I, I agree. I think you, 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 if you're going for anyone in the Forest team, it's Gibbs White. Um, I, that's who I would go for anyway. 
Uh, when you're looking at, at Palace, for an example, um, Edward was injured, but they didn't play Mateta. They played Zaha and Au and Elise. So again, it would be someone like Elise, 5.4 million, 0.2% owned, great impact. Even Eze, 5.7 mil, 4.4% owned, slightly highly, slightly higher in terms of ownership. And if you've got real gambling problems, um, if the injuries are still there for Edward, it looks like Jordan Ayew is, is going to play. And you know he's got a return in him, the lad. Uh, 0.2% owned, 5.3 mil, played 90 minutes, um, and did get a yellow card uh, against um, against West Ham. Scott, Spurs, Leeds, your thoughts, punts, Spurs? Spurs will be uh, the main man. Gimme, gimme, gimme a ginger from Sweden. Absolutely. Couldn't agree oh, Honestly, if I could get him in this week against the Leeds team that don't know how to defend, oh, it'd be amazing. He's definitely going to start. Um, he looked, he, <laughs> he, you know, clawed him back in that game when he came on. He was the best player on the pitch when he came on um, versus Liverpool. Um, mm. he's, they've really missed him. They've really missed him. Uh, the, the starting game's way too slow as well, Spurs. I think giving himself, you know, giving the other team a one-two goal lead every single game. So, for me, obviously, if you've, you know, Kane, if you've not already got Kane, would be one. But Kulabeski coming back into the team, um, I'd be worried. I wouldn't be punting on any Spurs defenders this week. They looked a bit shaky. And this Leeds team... They can't defend, but they can score. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'd, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be going on any Spurs de- uh, defensive assets. Leeds, you can certainly roll the dice on, the, on any of them. A few of them, really. Rodrigo, Somerville, a couple of them. To be honest with you, um, Aronson is he back in now? Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you wanted a little gamble, I mean, Spurs away is a tough fixture, so I wouldn't personally go there. But yeah, out that fixture. Yeah, the, the ginger Swede sticks out for me. There's a lot to be said for Leeds, it, uh, cheap assets. Like Greenwood at 4.2 million as a striker. I mean, I know he's playing in central midfield for them, but he seems to be still getting some minutes. So if you are structuring your team and going, you know, after Unlimited and looking to go 3-5-2 or, or 4-4-2, you know, and Greenwood be the person who sat on your bench um, and you're looking at rotating the fifth midfielder with a fourth defender, for an example, and you want to go Kane and Haaland, that, that is, is a great enabler. Um, Somerville is 4.4, is he? Is, I, I haven't even double-checked that. It might have even gone up now. But um, I looked at him. Uh, yeah, 4.4 and 0.5% owned. His last three returns are 6, 7 and 13. So I, I, don't get me wrong. Again, I, I, I wouldn't suggest Leeds assets this week. But, you know, that's just a touch on them. You know, a lot of Leeds fans listen to the podcast. So, you know, I wanted to make sure I'd, I'd addressed that point. Um, yeah, Spurs, 100%, Scott. Top of my list for midfielders this week was um, as somebody who people might not have thought of as much as the you know the, the obvious KDB, Salah. Um, Kulazewski was, was, was top of my list. I think he looks like a, uh, a, a, an essential keeper. 3.8% owned. That's the statistic I was trying to find. Um, and he's essential to that Spurs team because they just look way too negative um, without... Yeah, I'm going to say, is the is the is the um, branch between defence and counter attack mm-hmm. because Conte just plays so defensive and he needs that that outlet and that's what he gives and and whilst he's been out of the team, he haven't had it. Yeah. So yeah, he definitely had, he was he was the one that I was I was picking as well and 
Obviously, yeah. Uh, when when Scott said his man, I thought he was going to about Hoiberg again. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it, 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 well, he's probably going to play, and you, you never know. You could put him in. He's cheap if you've got a cheap substitution. But Spurs yeah, seven five point five million, two point six old. They've scored 17 goals in seven home games this season, uh, conceding eight, um, five wins, two losses, and those two losses are to Liverpool and to Newcastle. So they do well at they do well they at home this two season. as well, aren't they? There were two one in both of them. <laughs> so, um, but, but yeah, but there was the last last two home games as well. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Rugby place if you if you wanted to, I wouldn't get rid of any Leeds assets, but I probably won't bring any in. But yeah, vulnerable at home. Yeah, I agree. Uh, West Ham, Leicester. Leicester have been looking very good defensively. Um, they've, yeah, I've forgotten the statistic. They, they didn't keep a clean sheet in the first seven games. And I think they've kept like five clean sheets in the next seven. And one of the goals was they conceded was that ridiculously incredible free kick by Kevin De Bruyne. And then the other game they conceded goals in was 2-1 to Bournemouth, which was such a random loss from 1-0 up, wasn't it? <laughs> what a random loss that is. Um, but Leicester have looked, looked, looked pretty good recently. Uh, West Ham, a little bit tepid. Lads, anyone from this game, you think? And I think this game could be a, and it could be anything, really. Yeah, it's one of them you can't predict, really. Um, ben Rahm scored an absolute worldie. Um, no, great great shot by us. Ben Rahm again. Great shot by us. Um, <laughs> uh, Skamaka, no. I think uh, Antonio is going to start. So um, I'm definitely getting Skamaka out of my team, even though I wanted to bring Kulaveski in. Um, but yeah, it's quite hard to pick, really, with West Ham Leicester. That could, it's a coin flip, isn't it, really, that one? Yeah, and I mean, obviously, Madison's the, the the key man at Leicester at this very moment in time, isn't he? Harvey Barnes is returning half decently. Um, any, any anyone from this one, Scott? Anyone? Anyone yeah. out there? Out there that you think uh, maybe? It's not, it's not bothered me that game. Not bothered. I don't think. Well, I think defensive wise, the both World. obviously Leicester are ridiculously good these days defensively. Like they're both all right, but they're not like. Obviously, Barnes, Madison are amazing, but again, West Ham away is a tough fixture, so I'm not that bothered about getting them in. West Ham, meh, at the minute. So, as much as I like the players, it doesn't entice me for a one-week punt. If if I was if Leicester had a few nice games coming up, and I wouldn't be worried about getting Madison in for his first game to be West Ham away, it's not like Man City away, but for a one-week punt, I'm not bothered. It's uh, and it. I think striker wise, it looks like Dakar is the man that's starting um at the moment. So you know, if you, I mean, you're just never doing this transfer. But you know, I was just, I was trying to, I was clutching at straws for strikers. Um, and I think you know Antonio and Dakar might be the players that start. But again, I, I probably wouldn't touch this game. Um, so just my my record this season should get them both in. I think. Uh, Newcastle <laughs> play Chelsea, which is a very tasty fixture. Um, they uh, Newcastle Almiron's run continues. Uh, cannot stop scoring the lad. I mean, he nearly fell over the ball when he took it around that player as well. I, I did see that goal, but then but then put it in. Everything's going right for him at the moment, isn't it? And he's playing so well. Um, but from a one week pump perspective, because we could talk about this this game. It's it's probably one of the the, the highlight games of the weekend. Um, live on Sky at five thirty. But, but is there anyone here that you'd even that, that you'd actually really bring in for this week in this game? Because it, it's a no from me from from both sides. No, no from both sides. I agree. 
Yeah. So, I mean, as much as it's a great game, we'll move on uh, because <laughs> we've got Wolves against Arsenal. So we've got the worst, one of the, one of the I think it's the second worst away record in the league uh, versus the, no, sorry, the second worst home record in the league versus the best <laughs> the away record in the league. I want to talk about league. <laughs> oh, yeah. Unbelievable, honestly. Get your words right now. Um, it's the sunshine in the background for me. It's not making me go crazy. I'm getting too hot. I'm getting, that says you, Barry. You're getting, you're getting oh. sunstroke from the sun in the background from me. Yeah. <laughs> um, Wolves, yeah. They managed to score twice um, still and lose, which is entertaining, which was really great for my dad's double that he had on because he had Brighton uh, to beat Wolves and then they came back and won. But then uh, that last minute Forest goal screwed him over because he had Brentford in the other double. Um, he was very upset about it. Uh, when I asked him about it before, he thought he'd won and then he turned it off and the goal was 90 plus six. We didn't know he'd bet and come in. <laughs> um, Wolves Arsenal, yep, Arsenal assets. The the obvious, Saka, the main uh, person at the moment in the front three. If you haven't got Martinelli, he's cheaper to bring him for a week. I wouldn't, but, I mean, Jesus looks amazing, but he just can't put the ball in the net at the moment. So in terms of form, I so does it? So does he look amazing? Because your job as a striker is to put that ball in there. So I actually disagree. Everyone's banging on about Jesus looking amazing. I can look amazing running around the pitch and like bullying, trying to bully a few players. But my job as a striker is to score goals. So for me, he's gone past that point of looking amazing now. He's actually getting annoying. You see, well, I agree to this, brother, because I think in terms of a link-up play and the way that Martinelli and Saka are trying to get beyond him and the way that he's bringing other players into play, and he, he has contributed two assists last week. It would have been a third if Reese Nelson had put it in. Like He is contributing to, to, the, to, the, to the team and to the game in terms of his, his pressing from the front. He's leading that, and that's sort of setting off everyone else behind him. He's helping create the chances. He has got, like I say, a number of assists this season. I get your point. I get your point. He's not put the ball in the back of the net. He missed since. A sit, an absolute sitter at the weekend. An absolute sitter for one of the best strikers in the world. I think I personally think he's getting too much credit. Five games in a row with no no goal. So I'm just going to see. Mm. I'm just I'm just looking. You can carry on. I'm just seeing who he's, he's got as many goals as. <laughs> um, oh, Nunes has got more goals, hasn't he? Nunes got four and four in a row, didn't he? But uh, I think, again, like I say, Jesus, I wouldn't bring in this week anyway. Um, you'd be looking at Saka out of the front three for Arsenal if you're going to go for any of them. And again, like Martinelli as well as you'd go for, um, over him. I don't mind Erdegaard as well as somebody who's a, a bit of a differential jacker if you need someone cheap. They're all looking good. Um, but if you need a defender this week, this is where I would probably be looking for the budgets and, and the value defenders. Because... You know that someone like Ben White's going to play. So, from a from a from a transfer perspective, if you are struggling, he is four point six million and eight point seven percent owned. So, if you need to get somebody in and you can only afford him, then bring him in. But Gabriel at five point one, Saliba at five point three. Again, if you if you're happy with the rest of your team and you want to bring a defender in, I'd be looking at at, at these guys. You know, Saliba, Gabriel. Um, as a as a solid gonna start option and probably could get a return from set pieces. The re- the review of the game against Chelsea. I mean, I saw I saw bits of the match, but it was one of the one of the. It, it felt like a that was a big statement from Arsenal this weekend. I mean, you watched the game, Scott, didn't you? Yeah, I watched the game. Yeah, they, they were the better team from start to finish. Much better. Chelsea hardly created anything all game. Uh, Arsenal dominated the ball, dominated the game. 
Uh, they're, they're absolutely flying with confidence. You can see it all around the pitch. Um, I think Odebaard's been one of the best players this season. I actually didn't think he had a great game. Um, and I think that he didn't have a great game. And there's still other players around them performing. Thomas Partey, uh, Jacker. I thought it was fantastic, by the way. Absolutely fantastic. He nearly did a very granite jacker thing at the end and getting himself into a giddy situation, but he didn't. Um, and yeah, I think they could have had a few more. Martinelli had a couple of chances you expect him to take, which is frustrating as a Martinelli owner. Yeah, um, I still don't, I'm still not convinced. I still, I think I've said it in one of the groups. If we're sat here at the beginning of February and uh, at least three points off the top, title contenders for me not now they've done this so many times at the back end of the Venga years where they've been top around this time and just fallen off so it's you know it's a marathon not a sprint this season so let's see where they are come end of January and then we'll go from there it's when it it's when it gets um for, for me Arsenal works out I look I had a look at the fixtures like the the, the schedule for the rest of the season because I feel like they've got through in the Europa League. So when it comes down to the the the, the European football, if they're still in it, um, March, early March, mm-hmm. like that's when you're going to start to see they've got a game a week, extra two games a week, if they're still later in in the latter stage of the Europa League, and if you know they're going to get a bit further in the FA Cup, maybe that's where that squad's going to get really, really stretched. They've got to invest in January. If they, if that, but if their owners are backing them to actually be contenders, they've got to invest in January. Um, obviously, right now the title contenders come January. They're going to be title contenders because there's what two games left, yeah. three games left until January. Yeah. Um, they've got, they've got to, they've got to invest. I will say Saliba. Wow, what a player. Yeah, it looks looks very good. Great management to send him out on loan and bring him back in, give him game time. It just, it just great is, manager. Great yeah. manager. Yeah, that's where we're. I definitely, I, I, I'm just not not convinced on Arteta at all. Um, but uh, if you want, if you after all or nothing thing. I just, I just felt like it was. I felt like everyone should have just been wearing like some sort of Arteta for president pin. To be honest, it was, it was a bit. I, I found it really cringy. I didn't like it at all. But anyway, listen, he's getting good result out of this team. He's doing well. This is it's got it's this is where and everyone everyone like Gary Neville said everyone's got a right to doubt them until they deliver something mm-hmm. which I completely get um, but you know it has to be said that they are clearly the second best team clearly in the league you know by far if not the best because the top of the league but they're clearly second like over everybody else at this very moment in time um, but Arsenal against Wolves you know this is where I mean Wolves have finally got a new manager guys <laughs> I wonder how much they had to pay that Lopetegui. <laughs> Do I actually take? Yeah. Did he say no twice? <laughs> He's not yeah. actually got it. I mean, I'm guessing. I'm guessing that the the backing him in January is for me. You can say it's, it's, I think it'll be a, give him a bit more money, but also say look, we need backing. I think Wolves are one of the richest clubs in the Premier League, so they should be backing him. Are they going to? Aren't they going to use the Ruben Neves money or something? Apparently, he's leaving, but uh, he's been he's been leaving all the time. Going to is he? Again, still, <laughs> yeah, another one. Um, yeah, Brighton Villa. A very difficult game to call this mm. one. Uh with the with the new manager beforehand, actually, I'd have said this was a target, target villa, you know, Brighton at home. Uh, they've got one of the best home records of seasons, you know. Um uh, they have won. I have written this down. This is how prep sound. Half their games at home this season, they've only lost once. And they've actually managed to score 10 goals at home this season. 
which for Brighton is amazing. You know, one and a half goals a game is really good because to be fair, against Chelsea. <laughs> But it's one of the. It, yeah, it's very true, actually. Bass didn't even think about that. I just looked at the stats. Half of them came in one match. Um, but yeah, and Villa's away record this season was was pretty diabolical, uh, and still is. They've got the equal worst away record with Forest and Wolves, only two points this season, three goals scored, and fifteen conceded. But under the new manager, it's very difficult. And normally, I'd have said Trossard, Gross. You know the, the the usual suspects for Brighton, but anyone in this game, lads? Anyone anyone that you picked out that you think might be worth a punt? Mister Ramsey, maybe after his performance, anything like that? Yeah, I I, I was going to suggest Ramsey is five point two million, zero point nine owned. Um, so yeah, so he, he was one that I was looking at. He looks uh, looks he looked really good against Man United. He was getting into position. He was getting that little pocket played by Coutinho when Gerard first started. He was picking up the. The, he was picking up every second ball. He, the, he got drawn the foul for obviously yeah, Digner's uh, goal. Um, also, as well for Brighton, that um, Japanese player that Matoma, he looked really good. He, he, he passed the eye test, as uh, Mr. Williams keeps saying. He, he looked like everything was coming through him. Trossard was playing down centre, Matoma was on left, he was cutting in, he was doing loads of little bits and Bob's around round play. He was creating lots of stuff. And and if if I had to bring two players from my they would be the two. And Matoma, 0.1% owned, 4.9 million. Yeah. Um, so Trossard's up to 7.1 now. Uh, gross, obviously, 5.6, but they're 26.9% and 13.9% owned. Um, McAllister's obviously 3.8%. But yeah, I, again, I'd agree with them. Matoma apparently looks good. I mean, Lalana rolled back the year, 64 minutes and a goal and an assist. Um, yeah. 13 points. Uh, and and from, from Villa, Bailey getting a goal. Ramsey looking good. Yeah, um, true. Uh, in in your, your opinion, Scott, any, anything to come through on there? Oh, you throw a blanket over those kind of mid range price midfielders, can't you, Bailey? Um, uh, on the others, you've already said. Um, yeah, yeah I, I, I think it's one of those. I, I wouldn't be. Again, you've probably only got one free transfer this week. Are you going to be using it to get one of them? And you've probably already got one in. Uh, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be taking. Going back to that, I wouldn't be taking any out because I think that's a nice fixture to, for any of them to play. But I wouldn't be sort of rushing to get them in. I'm not. I'm not bothered about that. Uh, Fulham United. I think. Uh- I'd, 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 yeah, I'd be holding on to your Mitrovic's in this game. Um, I don't trust Man United away from home, even mm-hmm. though the record's probably not that bad. Um, I, I, I don't know. Just it just says to me four thirty Sunday TV, Fulham, small grounds, uh, under the lights, good atmosphere. Be a bit annoyed after the last what happened against Man City last game before World Cup. Says to me a really good Fulham performance, and I can see Mitrovic. Do you know what? Sometimes games in it, Mitch Rich is going to score one or two goals or he's going to lose his head and get sent off. So I wouldn't be, for Make me... sent off shot again. Yeah, I mean, I'm not getting... Are you, are you taking Mitch Rich out of this game? For me, I'm not against Man United at, at home. It all depends on his fitness, doesn't it? If he's fit, then probably not, no. Yeah. Probably leaving him in. Um, I'm, I think, promised you know, that, I'm promised that I'm Pereira as well, if I'm honest, in my team. It's... Um... It's interesting, right? So I, I I listened to the first like 15, 20 minutes of the United game on, on the radio. Great time, great, great bit of listening for a Man United fan that was. Um, but 
Clinton Morrison basically called out Lissandro Martinez's character as the commentator. He said that um, he's, uh, he's he's arrogant and he believes his own hype, and that's why they conceded the second goal. So he played a, a pass. I, I was quite taken aback by how cutting he was about someone's character. I think, I mean, obviously, Martinez for me has been one of our best signings and best players, and I think he's he's obviously not got where he is today, being five foot nine by you know not having a good character or a good attitude. So I was quite taken aback by that. Um, I think it, I think it's pretty pretty harsh on uh, Dinier. Because his free kick was amazing. This is what I mean. It was a great goal. I, I, and it, but, but Clinton Morrison, after you know, full, fully was that goal was Lissandra Martinez's mm-hmm. fault. Direct quote. And I just was, I, could, I was, I, I think, I, I, I think, I don't know, I don't I think, think it was his, about that. It was his fault. It was his yeah. fault because his mistake led to it. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't then be questioning his. I'm a big Clinton Morrison fan. I think he speaks well when he's on soccer Saturday and stuff. But um, I, I wouldn't be questioning sort of his character and his hype and all that. Just say it was his fault. He made an error, and that's what caused Luke Shaw to then foul um, Ramsey, and then Dinier's popped an absolute worldy into the top corner. Well, that, that's what I, I felt like it was. A, you know, from 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 my perspective, I agree. Actually, I don't like. I don't mind listening to Clinton Morris on Sky, but I was just really taken aback by mm. how cutting and of derogatory he was about a player. And obviously, as a United fan, I, I was a bit like, well, that's that sounded that was just way harsh. Um, but anyway, yeah, I, I actually think United's defensive could, looked, looked pretty good recently. You, you could argue why why is uh, for the Bailey goal? Why is Lindroff right on the halfway line, followed Watkins all the way, and Casemiro hasn't come back to 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 cover the empty void? So there's loads of you can pick your teeth in Man United. Man United's defense was all over the place. Um, well, well, the big the biggest so biggest mistake it's one game. Week, Yeah, the biggest mistake this week. This was a Ten Hag error. As a United fan, Ten Hag's yeah. fault. We lost that game. He started Donny Van der Beek. I mean, you don't do that. You move Ericsson into a ten, and you start Fred in that game. You go into Villa Park. It's a new manager bounce. You've got to play. You've got to be combative in the centre of midfield. And he made a, a ta- tactical error that cost us the match. So that that's that is his fault from from my perspective. But you know, anyway, that was a, something that stuck out to me, uh, which I was quite taken aback by. Because I, I kind of like listening to Clifton Morris, Morrison. I thought it was just it went a bit too far. Um, but yeah, I agree. Fulham assets, you're not taking them out this week, really. Um, and United assets again, I'm 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 abs- I'm not not worried about them. You know, you could you can go if Ronaldo, uh, Ronaldo's. I'm actually going to say Ronaldo then. Ronaldo start up front. Um, but Rashford is is the guy you would go to if you're going to go for somebody and from from us uh, attacking wise. Uh, Ganacho is probably going to start again, uh, considering he started over Alanga um, this week. So he's cheap. You could put him in for a one week punt. You never know what's going to happen there. Uh, Luke Shaw, I think he's somebody you could, who might get attacking returns, even though I wouldn't trust United's defence. Um, so he's a is a longer shot. But yeah, go go. Go 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 crazy! One of the one of the midfielders probably is the is the best option there. Any thoughts on that one, Barry? United. Um, I think I, I actually think Fulham's going to win that game. Um, like what Scott was saying, it's obviously four thirty under lights. I think uh, Mitrovic. I think is I think Ten Hag's going to probably put uh, Maguire and Martinez at the back. So Mitrovic is going to potentially try and wind one of them two up if he does start. And and I think Mitrovic will get his way if he do, if he does play. I think um, Pereira is playing really well as as well behind him. Harrison Reed looks a complete midfielder going up and down, up and down. He's he, he kind of gone under the radar 
and he's only at like 4.5 million as well as uh, like Pierre, but I wouldn't obviously get him in my team as a one-week punt. But it's going to be a really good game. Um, it, I think it could go either way, but I would back Fulham to win that game. Well, we've played at Craven Cottage the last four times. We've won 2-1, 3-0, 3-1, 1-0. And then it was five nil the time before. So we've not. We've only the last time we failed to win there was twenty ten. So I think personally, I think United win. But you I've don't been you lose. You lose, but, mate. But, Sorry, but, you've lost. But, but, Take it. But big, 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 big. But I've been wrong about everything <laughs> this year. I've been wrong about everything. Oh, you had a great fantasy week. Don't don't be so hard so, on yourself. <laughs> so back Fulham because <laughs> these two have been a lot better than me this year. <laughs> so that's the the big tip. Ignore me. Go with these two. Um, yeah, Highland captain, pretty obvious. Salah is the outside bet. And if you want to go for Harry Kane, any any yeah. other any any other thoughts on captaincy before we move on to our uh, Barry Stokes feature that we've got set up for uh, the end of this? I think one? you're uh, you go in City Liverpool Spurs. If you're not, you're an idiot and you need to delete your team. Yeah, cool. Probably me then. Uh, I think it's going to be a Raheem Sterling away at Newcastle. That's what it's going to be for me. Why not? Might as well lose it all. Um, Barry, the England squad, not that you care, uh, but you do care because we play you. <laughs> but we do, we do, we, we, we do play on the 29th of November. So the um, the England squad gets announced on Thursday, prior to game week 16, as as we uh, as we thought. Um, we thought we'd do a little, nice little feature on who would make the England squad based on their FPL points. Over to you, Barry. So, England squad, so starting 11, uh, I've gone for obviously the formation. I got absolutely criticised because uh, I picked 4 2 3 1 instead of 5 2 2 1 for AO. Um, so, Pope, Pope will be in goal. Then you'd have Dan Byrne at left back. You'd have White and Ben Me and Cody at centre backs. Trippier at right back, as we kind of gathered that one anyway. And then Obviously, I haven't gone holding because obviously the holding people ain't got points. But if you did buy points wise, you'd have Eze and Madison in midfield. Then you'd have Foden, Saka behind Kane. But obviously, you wouldn't have them do anyway. So it would probably be Dewsbury, All and Ramsey be your two, two holding. But they kind of a bit of a box to box. Don't, don't mind it's it. Quite I'm, exciting. Yeah, I don't think there's too many surprises there, is there? Um, obviously, take out the holder midfielders and whatever because we didn't really chat. I think you're only surprised there's Dan Byrne. Yeah, um, I think interestingly, yeah. interestingly as well, Foden, Kane, and Saka could quite literally be our front three. Yeah, I think they will be. Yeah, but mm-hmm. so because Raheem Sterling oh, yeah. shouldn't shouldn't start. He shouldn't start now. But you know, for some reason, he's uh, he gets in the team. Stuff. I don't think he should go. Well, you don't get to say you're Welsh. <laughs> I know. Well, I don't think he should go. To be honest, he hasn't looked very. He hasn't looked good in Chelsea. Johnson, I won't say. He did, yeah. He's uh, still not 100% fit, though, but it's, it's still, bit, still, still been 100% fit for about team. four years, mate. So. <laughs> yeah, no, he hasn't, no. <laughs> he has been 100% fit for golf, though. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you want to know the fault? Yes. Squad? Love to, mate. Hit us with okay. it. So, <laughs> the two got the two other goals apart from Hope would be Henderson and Pickford. Yeah, backup left back would be Rico Henry. Right back would be Justin. Then you'd have um, Eric Dyer and Kilman in defence. Then you'd have obviously Dewsbury Hall and Ramsey, as I mentioned, and Tavernier, Ashford, Barnes, and then 
Your forwards, Tony, Wilson and Solanke. That's so interesting, isn't it? You could, you could probably, like, hardly any of them will be going. That's just really interesting, isn't it? Like, the the, the difference, it's, it's not really a conversation about those that start in 11 so much. It's, it is more the, the ones in the squad, isn't it? And going on form, we're probably not going to take any of them, hardly any of them. Yeah. 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 It's, it is true. Um, Dyer is probably going to be yeah. the only one that's probably going to be going to go out of the, the backups there that I picked and Pickford. Obviously yeah. starting goal. Yeah, right. starting. That's for sure. Um, but no, thanks, Barry. That was quite interesting. I uh, and it's in, it's interesting to see who's going to who's going to be there and who's not. Um, what one thing that uh, just else to, to to cover off before um I, we, uh, we we wrap up this week, just the just the schedule. So um, game week sixteen happens this weekend. Game week seventeen starts on Boxing Day. So like I said, just to reiterate, unlimited transfers. Just like you've got a wild card, it's like you've clicked the wild card button. That's how. That's the best way of describing it. From the deadline on game week sixteen to game week seventeen. After that, you get another wild card to use during the rest of the season. Just to clarify, um, we'll have a good look at, at what teams to pick uh, before that deadline game um, for December twenty sixth, game week seventeen. Um, there is a league cup fourth round on December twentieth. Uh, so straight after the the World Cup, so the League Cup fourth round is then, uh, and the, it, it's going to be interesting to see how the Premier League fit in the games that need rearranging moving forward. So I think there'll be a lot of coverage on that on the on the podcast um, when we get more information about it. Uh, but yeah, it's been kind. Of, I think it's been really quite nice not having not having to even consider that. We've got this really nice break in the middle where we get to then reset our teams. So. Um, It'll be really interesting to see how much information we've got before the game week 17 deadline, um, December 26th. But just to reiterate, it looks like the doubles are going to be beginning of beginning and end of April uh, or in May. So quite a long way away. So don't let it don't let it concern yourself. Boys, thank you very much for, for joining us. We said we we're going to do half an hour. I think we've done an hour. Uh, but, uh, Shock. I know. We can't. I just honestly, I can't help myself. Just talk, talk for... Talk for England or Wales, Baz. Uh, but thanks ever so much for uh, jo- joining us today, Barry. Thanks very much, Scott. Enjoy your trip to Las Vegas, uh, and um, we will uh, we'll catch up upon your return. Thank you ever so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to our platforms where you get your content from: Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts. We got some downloads from as well. Thank you, Scott. Yeah, just if Bacar Michael, if you're in Vegas, because a shout, and we'll uh, go for a drink. All right. What a what a great shout by you! You what what a what a brilliant call! Yes, because uh, apologies, I won't be there if you if you do make it. <laughs> but uh, you know that's why you have two kids in two years. What a fool! And then your friends will go to Vegas. God, honestly. Uh, but us on our social platforms on Pod, on P, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, and uh, we will catch up with you at some point during the break. Thanks a lot, and uh, bye for now.